Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Now, how do you think you did on that pop quiz where we just wanted to review a few pieces of potentially powerful information that we covered in last week's message? How do you think you did? Were you awake enough for that? Had you had your coffee yet? Okay, well, anyway, in case you missed last week's word and introduction to Jesus Goals 2021, go check it out. The link is in the description box. Uh, let's go ahead now and share those responses. Number one, where was Paul when he wrote the letter to the Philippians? If you answered in prison or in lockdown, in chains or under arrest, all those work. Number two, who put the chains on Paul? The answer, the Praetorian Guard, was the answer we're looking for based off what we shared in last week's message. And question three, what statement did Paul make that suggests he was contemplating the end of his life as he faced trial? The answer is, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. To die is gain, found in Philippians 1.21. Number four. Did Paul say that the gospel was advanced or hindered because of his lockdown? The answer there, advanced. See Philippians 1.12. Uh, he mentioned that everything that has happened to me here in this time of this lockdown and his, his imprisonment helped to spread the good news. And number five, fill in the blank. Paul's commitment to Christ reminds us that who that who we serve is far greater than what we may encounter. Now, for our bonus, could you fill in Paul's Jesus goal? Could you fill it in? Here we go. Answer. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Okay, well, how did you do? How did you do on those questions? It kind of reminded me a little bit of sometimes with my kiddos, they're asking me a million questions a mile a minute in the morning, and I am waking up because they are asking me so many questions. It's kind of like a forced into alertness kind of deal. Now, I bet you have two questions for me, so I want to answer those. The first question you might have for me is, are you at home this morning? And the answer is yes. Yes, I am. I'm on baby watch, and so I'm sticking close to my baby mama and the house right now. So uh, as well, I want to say hats off to our Bridge family who is holding it down live in the Bridge building right now this morning. And the second question is, how is Mia doing? How is Mia doing? Mia is doing great in her health, uh, but she is definitely, definitely ready to birth this baby. Uh, we just want to say thank y'all for your love and support and prayers. We can't wait to welcome our little girl and share the just the joy of having her uh, with you. We can't wait for that. And yeah, I'm still nicknamed her Lebronica for the time being until we share a name. Okay, I want us to pray together right now, uh, but I also want to say thanks for everybody who joined in this morning's 6.30 devotional call. We'll be having those 
tomorrow we'll be doing those devotional calls for our entire 21-day fast. It ends on January 30th. So hop in. The information is in the description box. Let's pray now. Let's, let's ask God to intervene. Let's ask God to do what only he can do in this time we have together. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we submit ourselves to you. We submit our affection, our mind, our will, our emotions. We submit all of that to you, to you right now. You are trustworthy. It's why we can entrust ourselves to you. So speak to our hearts, speak to our lives, speak to our situations, speak to our right now as only you can. Mm. We trust you for it. We trust you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the chat room, or if you're sitting beside somebody, help me out. We want to work from the title today, Paul's Jesus Goal. Paul's Jesus Goal. Yeah, write that in the chat room, Paul's Jesus Goal. Let's voice his Jesus Goal found in Philippians 3, 10 through 11, and Today, I'll read it from the HCSB. Here we go. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. That was one statement, one iteration of Paul's Jesus goal. I've watched more news the last few days than I probably have in my entire life. I was on CNN, then I would go to Fox. Those were the two I was on the most. But I took in other news stations, news outlets as well. I was taking it all in as the different political events and other national news was being covered. And you know what? I never heard Paul's Jesus goal mentioned. I never heard it covered. I didn't hear it come out of any of the anchors or reporters' mouths or any key sound bites. I didn't hear it come out of any of the interviews, the interviewees, interviewers. I didn't hear it come from Trump or Biden, Pelosi or McConnell, from Dr. Fauci. None of them. I didn't hear it. Maybe you heard it on some outlet. I just, I just didn't hear it. Maybe I, maybe I missed it. But you would think that since God wants Paul's Jesus goal to influence our nation and our world and our businesses and our families, our relationships, our goal setting and goal achieving in 2021, that God wants 
Paul's Jesus goes to influence agendas and our policies, our priorities. And since everybody got things they are trying to do and accomplish in this especially chaotic time, you'd think somebody would be covering Paul's Jesus goal given to us in Philippians 3 to help us out. Wouldn't you think? Help a brother out. Well, you probably didn't hear Paul's Jesus goal in the news these last few weeks or days either. But the good thing is, right now, in this time, we get to consider what the Lord might be saying and doing to shape us and thereby shape our goals, our commitments, our focus. You can shape me, you can shape us, Lord, and it will influence our goals. Change me, Lord, and I'll change it. I'll tweak those goals or get a whole new set of goals. Transform me, Lord, and enable me to reform it. Do it, Lord, like you, like you did with Paul. Now, if you don't already know, let me tell you, Paul didn't always have Jesus goals, or at least like the one we read earlier. We should give voice to it one more time since we didn't hear anybody mentioning it in the news the last few days, or at least I didn't. Maybe you did. My goal, Paul said, is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Boy, I tell you what, that's intense. That's intense, right? The language of passion, of commitment, and of focus is just emanating. It's just emanating. And it's challenging too, right? Make you feel a little uncomfortable, right? Just a little bit. It's so strong. Well, it, it wasn't always that way for Paul. It wasn't always that way for Paul. That commitment and that passion, that focus on Jesus. When Paul wrote that statement, his goals and commitment and passion were completely different than many years before. They were different. Some of you are aware, but if you're not, I want to tell you how different. How different Paul's Jesus goal was that we just read. How different it really was. And I want Paul to tell us. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. Let's read it from the NIV. And let's let Paul tell us for himself how different his current Jesus goal that we just read is. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, Paul wrote, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. Take it in intensely persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. Tried to destroy the church. It was his goal. 
That was his mission to destroy the church of God. He went from wanting to destroy the church of God to my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Went, went from persecuting to wanting to destroy the church to building the church, being a champion and an advocate for the church. I bet you're tracking with me so far. Let's take a look at that defining, Paul, de defining moment that Paul has with Jesus. You may have heard it referred to in pop culture or literature, or maybe you did a Bible study or heard something about it, of this Damascus Road moment that Paul has. In the passage we're about to consider, Paul's alias name is being used. His alias name being Saul. Paul and Saul are the same dude, and we get the recorded perspective from Luke, writing under inspiration of Holy Spirit, who affirms what Paul had shared about himself as a persecutor of the church that we just read in Galatians. Let's read, let's read this account together. During those days, Saul, full of angry threats and rage, wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord Jesus. So he went to ask the high priest and requested a letter of authorization he could take to the Jewish leaders in Damascus, requesting their cooperation in finding and arresting any who were followers of the way, any Jesus followers. Saul wanted to capture all of the believers he found, both men and women, and drag them as prisoners back to Jerusalem. So he obtained the authorization and left for Damascus. Just outside the city, a brilliant light flashing from heaven suddenly exploded all around him. A brilliant light flashing from heaven suddenly exploded all around him. Falling to the ground, he heard a booming voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The men accompanying Saul were stunned and speechless, for they heard a heavenly voice but could see no one. Saul replied, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, the victorious, the one you are persecuting. Now, get up and go into the city where you will be told what you are to do. We read that from Acts 9, 1 through 7 from the TPT version. This moment of encounter with Jesus clearly changed Paul's life. This description of a brilliant light flashing from heaven, suddenly exploding all around him, marked him, changed him forever. This was a big moment. The scripture records that Paul was full of anger. He was full of anger and he was full of rage, but the beauty of Jesus, the light, the brilliant light, the beautiful light, the marvelous light shone from heaven 
and took a man on a destructive path and rerouted his entire life. Jesus changed Paul's everything. Changed Paul's goals. Changed Paul's mission. Changed Paul's direction. Everything. And it's a good thing he did because Paul was good. Paul was good at doing a bad thing. Persecuting the church is a bad thing per Jesus, y'all. Come on. Jesus, Jesus said, he told Paul, when you mess with the church, when you mess with the church, you mess it with me. Go back and read it. Go back and read it. Jesus has this moment with Paul and he said, look, Jesus said, why are you persecuting me? I'm sure at one point, maybe Saul thinking to himself, well, I've never even met you. Uh-uh. Jesus said, uh-uh. You mess with the church, you mess it with me. Jesus takes personally what happens to the church. Jesus takes it personally. But Jesus didn't throw Saul or Paul away. Instead, he revealed his wonderful beauty and his grace, his brilliance, his grandeur. He revealed himself to Paul in such a way. And the beauty of who Jesus is changed Paul from the inside out. Changed him so much that Paul was recruited to play for the team he was adamantly against. So what about you and me? Do you know anything about, could you, if we were sitting down at a Starbucks, if we were just outside walking around, if we were in the yard, if we were out in the parking lot, could you tell me some stories about being good at bad things. I know I could tell you stories about being good at bad things. And we're reading this account of Paul where he's good at persecuting the church. And Jesus comes and takes this man who is intent on this destructive path and completely sets him on the right one, on the path of following Jesus, of knowing him. Doing good at bad things reminds me of a ladder that's on the wrong wall. A ladder that's on the wrong wall. As we have been reflecting on 2020 together since the last week of December in our message, Selah, pause and consider. Answering those questions with Jesus about what went well, uh, what didn't go well, and what's next, and where was Jesus in all that? Did you happen to notice that the ladder was on the wrong wall? I want you to know that beauty Jesus showed Paul, that goodness, that truth, that mercy Jesus wants to show us in increasing measure. 
Lord, as you show me your beauty, I'll be changed like you did in Paul. As you show me your beauty, my goals will be changed. As you show me your beauty, I can be the man you destined me to be. As you show me your beauty, you can be the woman that God has destined you to be. As you show me your beauty, I can be the parent I am supposed to be. As you show me your beauty, I can be the spouse you want me to be. As you show me your beauty, I'll build everything around you and with you for us to enjoy and for others to enjoy with us. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us see and know and deeply experience the beauty of Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit, more and more and have our hearts be changed forever. Help us to enjoy you despite our many troubles, afflictions, and persecutions. Oh, at the top of this new year, with all that's happening in our nation, in our world, and what might be happening in your own reality, there might be an inner voice that is trying to talk you out of the hopefulness of Jesus and I just want to come against that voice in Jesus' name right now. I want to speak against those lies that prevent you from keeping your hope in God and moving forward in the faith of Jesus Christ. I even want to remind you that as, as we were hearing and reviewing some of what happened in Paul's life to not underestimate God's work and God's activity, in your life. Don't underestimate God's activity, God's work, God's grace in your life. And I ask Holy Spirit to bring comfort and healing into your mind, will, and emotions right now. That for wherever there is a stronghold stopping you from trusting God and moving forward and enjoying Jesus and building meaningful relationships, I come against that lie in the authority of Jesus Christ right now. Don't underestimate what God can do in your life. What God did for Saul or Paul, he is willing to do for me and for you. Don't underestimate what God will do in somebody else's life that you are connected to. Don't underestimate what God's grace and what his mercy would do to turn somebody's life around who's connected to you. It might be a parent. It might be a kid. It might be a friendship. It might be a health situation. Don't underestimate what God can do and is willing to do. Let's stay focused on who God is and ask Holy Spirit to continue to show us the beauty of Jesus, the kind of beauty that changes lives and reroutes destinies. God believes in you. God believes 
in me. God believes in us. Let's believe him. Let's trust him. Let's trust him to change us into who he has called us to be. And then we'll take these goals and these commitments that he set before us and we will work them. If you were with me last week, you know I believe God has given us the green light to make what happened in 2020, all the wonderful things that God caused to happen. I believe God has given us the green light to make 2021 so much greater that 2020 looks like child's play. What's your action step of faith in God? Maybe your heart is saying, I need to repent of my sins. I need to turn to God and receive forgiveness for being good at bad things. You can take that action by talking to God right now about whatever his spirit may be bringing to mind for you and receive his forgiveness. For some, it may mean that today you're having your own Damascus Road moment and you'll be following Jesus for the rest of your life. If that's you, we want to celebrate with you. Text CELEBRATE to 66866. Maybe your heart is saying, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know more about Jesus than I know about recent news events, more than I know about sports stats, more than I know about what's happening at work, more than I know about what's happening in the stock, stock market, more than I know about what's going on with my favorite hobby or pastime. I want to know more about Jesus than I do anything else. I want to know Jesus for myself. I want firsthand knowledge of who he is. And there are so many ways to take that action, but I want you to purposely ask Holy Spirit throughout the day today as your next step to show me the beauty of Jesus. Did you get that? It's real simple. Show me the beauty of Jesus. You're asking Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me the beauty of Jesus. Practice that prayer with me right now. Just repeat after me. Say, Holy Spirit, show me the beauty of Jesus. So all throughout the rest of this day today, be repeating that prayer. Thanking Holy Spirit for his heart to show us the beauty of Jesus, that we would be transformed from the inside, from the inside out. Maybe your heart is saying, I need some accountability to help me not get distracted so I can stay focused. Now, that can look many ways as well, but one thing you can do is join the 21-day fast from food or choose to abstain from something to intentionally pursue Jesus. So maybe it's I'm getting off social media. I'm not going to do any social media. And in that time that I do social media, I'm going to take some time and bow my head in prayer. I'm going to take some time and join in with the Take 10 reading. I'm going to take some time and I'm going to sing songs of praise to God. I'm going to take some time and I'm going to just kneel in my bedroom and just honor and just reverence the Lord. It's just those small Maybe you say, I'm going to join this 21-day fast. Maybe I'm going to get on that 6.30 a.m. devotional call. We're going to have those all the way till January 30th. And, and they're short, 
and and you you it's not like it requires a lot it's real simple so i don't want you to be intimidated you could just hop on there but it's going to be a time where we turn our heart to God. We're going to get on a phone call. It's not going to be a Zoom call. So don't worry. You don't have to worry about how you're looking or anything like that. Or if your lighting is right, all that kind of thing. And we're going to be led through a time of uh, devotion, prayers, and daily Bible reading. Really simple, but significant. Action follows faith in God. So I don't know what is being pressed on your heart. But whatever it is, don't miss the opportunity to move forward in in your relationship with God. Whenever we draw closer to God, because he draws closer to us, the relationship and the connection with him gets better and better, stronger and stronger. It gets even more glorious than before. And I'm a living witness of that, and many of you are as well. With that family, let's have another word of prayer. Let's have another word and ask God to keep on completing the good work he has started in all of our lives. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your incredible love for us, your belief in us when we don't believe in ourselves, when we don't love ourselves. You love us. You believe in us. Thank you that you are the redeemer of time. And that you give us wisdom and that you give us common sense to know what we can do to participate with you and how you redeem the times. To make the most of the opportunities that we have been given to know you and to be a blessing to other people, our friends, our families, our co-workers. Lord, we cling to your promise. That as we draw closer to you, you draw closer to us. <laughs> as you change us, as we draw closer to you, we have confidence in knowing that you'll be glorified and that you will make us into who you always wanted us to be. We trust that you're doing that even now. We thank you for scales falling off of our eyes. We thank you for God encounters where light, the brilliance of who you are, is coming in and changing us, taking us from darkness into your marvelous light, putting a boldness in us to proclaim your excellencies, your excellencies, your brilliance, your beauty, your majesty. As we see you, as we behold you, as we gaze upon you, Keep changing us from the inside out. Keep removing burdens. Keep raising us up. Help us to make decisions and to set goals out of a love for you. Forgive us. Forgive us for where we thought change was impossible. Forgive us. And thank you for giving us the grace to move forward. Help us move the ladder. <laughs> In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, family. Amen.